0: Hey folks,
1: good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Sword of the Spirit Podcast. This is Joe Rusiello and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God. And my prayer for you today is that wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, that you also find yourself in the grace and the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, before we get into the Bible study this morning, would you please consider a visit to our website, com? And once you get over there, just two things I'd like you to do for us. If you could, just uh, go over to our contact section, send us a message, let us know whatever you're thinking about, whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any prayer requests that you might have. I look forward to getting those every day. And uh, if you don't like to use the web form, hey, that's fine. Uh, you can email me directly at info at com. Uh, that's info at com, And again, uh, the second thing I'd like you to do for me is when you go over to the uh, website, is to look for that contact us button. Once you click that contact us button, you have three options you have ninety nine cents a month, four ninety nine a month, and nine ninety nine a month. And uh, it would be a tremendous blessing for you, uh, for me, <laughs> if you would uh, consider supporting us uh, financially in addition to your prayers. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real blessing that we have the folks that we have because without you, um, honestly, right now, I wouldn't have this new mic that I'm using and I wouldn't have the new monitor that we're using uh, to help us with uh, keeping track of the feeds and, and whatnot. Um, so thank you so very, very much. I really do appreciate it. And uh, it's a real tremendous blessing for me uh, to, uh, to have you all with me. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good, solid Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church, well, First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass is the place for you. We meet at 664 North Monroe Street. Our Sunday school hours starts at 10 a.m. Our Sunday morning worship service is at 11 a.m. And our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And then we have a Wednesday night Bible study also that meets at 7 p.m. For more information, just click onto Facebook, and uh look for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass and once you get there uh you'll find a lot of helpful information as well as uh episodes of this podcast and speaking of finding the podcast you can also find us on on Anchor on Spotify on Spreaker Apple Podcasts Amazon Music Google Podcasts uh Castbox and also on Good Pods and speaking of Good Pods by the way great app by the way great app really would recommend that you get it and check it out um I'm on there now, not too long, and um, uh, one of the great things about it is now uh, uh, you get ranked and um, we are the number five religion and spirituality podcast uh, on Good Pods right now, and uh, I attribute all that to the blessings of God and also to you guys uh, for tuning in and being as faithful as you have been. So thank you so very, very much. But of course, wherever you are listening to us, you know, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, um, I do want to say, though, that that, um, wow, this mic is really sensitive. I can hear a lot of things (laughs) I shouldn't be hearing. But I'm hoping that you don't hear it, though. Um, And there's a little bit of an echo in here today, so I'm not sure about that, but we'll see how that works out. But um, let's get into our prayer request, okay? Um, So, uh, what I'd like to do is, uh, of course, we want to start off with our prayer request for salvation. So we want to pray for my mom still uh, for her salvation. We also want to pray for my sister. Uh, we want to pray for my granddaughter as well. And also we want to pray for David back in New York uh, in need of salvation. Uh, for health purposes, we're looking f- to pray for, uh, for Courtney, who will be delivering very shortly, any day now actually. And I don't know if you remember it, but uh, last week I mentioned Paula to you. Uh, Paula is uh, an elderly woman. She is uh, recovering from a fall and uh, from a broken hip. So we want to continue to pray for her. Uh, we also want to pray for Tilden, who's a, a newborn. And uh, from what I understand, as of today, he's been recovering from surgery. Uh, they think he might have, uh, I think, it's bacterial meningitis. Uh, but not 100% sure on that. I'll, I'll get back to you later. Uh, and we also want to pray for um, Sissy, who has sustained an ankle injury. Uh Sissy, uh, rides professionally, uh, and rodeos and such. And, uh, she sustained this injury and, uh, she'll be traveling home to get it taken care of. So we're going to pray for her, for her injury. We're going to pray for her travel. And then of course we want to pray for, uh, Bernice, uh, Bernice is, uh, fighting cancer. She's a, a, a faithful member of our church and, um, uh, she has under some new treatments. And so we want to pray for her. We want to see that she, that the Lord will, uh, work in her and bring health to her body. And uh, we also want to pray for, uh, for John. John is uh, recovering from um, having his wisdom teeth pulled, and that's no joke. Um, I'm sure most of you have had your wisdom, wisdom teeth pulled. Um, interesting story. When I was younger, I had my wisdom teeth pulled, and it was not pleasant because what I decided to do, the dummy that I am, uh, you know, young and dumb, I uh, decided to have all four wisdom teeth pulled at the same time, on my lunch hour and then went back to work yeah i'm not going to tell you that it was a pleasant afternoon for me uh, i ended up getting sent home because i couldn't keep my eyes open anymore but um but we want to pray for john and uh we want to pray for um for his recovery from having that uh, those wisdom teeth pulled uh we also want to pray for james um uh james i mentioned to you last week uh Uh, possibly having rheumatoid arthritis or Lyme disease. I think think we're still waiting for that uh, information to come through. So we want to pray for him as well. And then um, we want to pray for Alan with uh, stage four uh, prostate cancer. Uh, On this coming Friday, he'll be going for a biopsy. So we want to pray for that, uh, the results of that biopsy. And uh, we also want to pray for the treatments that he's going through uh, right now for the um, for the prostate cancer. Then, of course, uh, we also want to pray for Pastor Martin in Ohio. Um, I told you last week, Pastor Martin is uh, a real blessing. It's a real inspiration to to me, at least, in that um, here's a man who's uh, upwards of 80 years old, and he's still out there street preaching. Do you believe that? He's still out there street preaching. Uh, he has vision problems. He has other health problems that... Uh, would sideline most people but uh, Pastor Martin loves the Lord he loves serving the Lord and he's out there uh, on a regular basis uh, serving any way that he can possibly do it so we want to pray for Pastor Martin uh, we also want to pray for a man Kurt in uh, Massachusetts Kurt is a uh, is a is a preacher and uh, he had spoken to me a couple of weeks ago and he asked me about prayer for his ministry uh, Kurt has a ministry to uh, drug abuse uh, people and uh so he needs prayer for his ministry. He needs prayer for his own personal health. Uh, wasn't specific on it, so we, we can't get specific with it. And also for uh, his new baby. So we want to pray for uh, for Brother Kurt. God bless him. Uh, we also want to pray for uh, Robert. Robert is a guardsman, National Guardsman. Uh, he visited our church uh, a number of times already, and uh, had the opportunity to speak to him on the phone the other day, and uh, it was a really great conversation. I really appreciate him and. Uh, you know, first of all, Robert, thank you for your service. Uh, and for the prayer requests that, that he asked for, uh, basically for troops morale, he said, morale is kind of low. He's working over here on the border. And, um, uh, he said that morale is pretty low. So uh, we want to pray for him from, from, uh, for the troops that are serving and deployed out along the border right now for their morale. We want to pray for their protection. We also want to pray for their safety as they perform their duties. And we also want to pray for Robert's family back home. Um, We want to lift them up. And if there are any unspoken prayer requests out there, we also want to lift those up to the Lord as well. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all of these on our prayer list. Father, we just ask you to bless them. Lord, we ask you to give them each grace, the grace that they particularly need as uh, they face the challenges that are in front of them. Father, we want to pray for salvation for, of course, my mom, my sister, my granddaughter, and also for David in New York. We also want to pray for the health concerns, for, uh, for Courtney delivering a baby shortly, uh, for Paula recovering from a uh, broken hip and a fall. Uh, we want to pray for Tilden, who's also recovering from surgery as a newborn baby. Lord, we also want to lift up Sissy to you for uh, her ankle injury. We want to lift up Bernice uh, for the cancer uh, that she's battling and for the treatments that she's going through. Lord, we pray for her. We pray that you would bring a healing there and give her grace as well. We also want to pray for John, who's recovering from his wisdom teeth being pulled, and uh, little James uh, dealing with either rheumatoid arthritis or Lyme disease. We also want to pray for Alan for uh, his cancer. Lord, we pray that you would touch him, and Lord, we're also thankful, I didn't mention it before to the folks, but Lord, um, Alan's a saved man, he knows you, and Lord, he's taking this all as uh, as just a way to get closer to you, Lord. We thank you for it, and we pray that we pray for him, and we pray for those doctors as well. And, Lord, of course, we want to pray for Pastor Martin, who's been serving you so faithfully for so many years. Lord, we just ask you to just to touch his body and bring him comfort and bring him healing. And also, Lord, give him grace uh, as, as he deals with everyday life. Uh, we want to pray for, for uh, Brother Kurt in Massachusetts, for his ministry and for his health and for his baby. Lord, we want to pray for Robert and his family back home. We also want to pray for all the board, or the uh, all the National Guardsmen who have been deployed around the border. Lord, we pray for them, and we uh, we just pray for their protection. We pray for their safety, Lord. We pray that you would lift their spirits and lift their morale, Lord, and uh, just uh, put some give them grace, or just give them the grace that they need uh, to deal with the things that they have to deal with on a daily basis. And then, Lord, also we want to pray for those unspoken prayer requests, those burdens of our heart, Lord, that we don't communicate. And, Father, we pray that you would just uh, just answer those prayers according to your perfect will for us in our lives. And we'll thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so um, with uh, so just a couple of quick other announcements that I want to make for you guys. Uh, so we have some uh, some interesting news here. Uh, like i said earlier we were able to to, uh, obtain some new equipment so we're working on those things and i'm hoping that um i'm really hoping that uh uh, the quality here is better than the previous equipment uh it's going to take an adjustment so just uh please bear with us on that one and then also um we want to thank you we want to particularly thank uh, a new supporter that uh, came through over the weekend. uh, a woman named Melina, we want to thank you so much for your contribution. May God bless you, and it's a real blessing that uh, to know you're out there listening and, and, and you want to help out this ministry. So thank you so very, very, very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate actually every one of you who uh, support us prayerfully, faithfully, and just tune in every week. So thank you so much to everybody that's out there. All right, um, let's see. Well, what we're going to do here now is we're going to take our usual break, So uh, go get your King James Bible. Grab yourself a cup of coffee and a bottle of water. And then when we get back, we're going to get into today's Bible study, the principles of prayer. And we'll be right back. Don't go away.
2: so close to you, others too may see. Jesus' love and great compassion shining forth. lingers near. He will give me peace within, and whisper, I am here. When I falter on my way, he will take my hand. Then, soldier, Say and do glorify your name. Take my life day by day, you did, Lord. Take my lips to sing your praise, worship only you, showing love to those who need the love of
1: folks welcome back to the Sword of the spirit podcast this is joe Russiello, and uh once again it is great to be with you guys i'm really looking forward to uh to this study uh for today and uh just another announcement that i wanted to make and i did slip my mind earlier is that um lord willing next month uh what i'd like to start doing is i'd like to start doing uh live broadcasts um at least one live broadcast on a sunday afternoon just not sure what time yet i'm thinking possibly um I'm just going to adjust this here so you might hear some noise. Uh, I'm thinking possibly uh, Sunday afternoon, around 2 or 3 o'clock possibly. Um, and basically what we'll do is you know, we'll, uh, we'll record the usual Bible study, uh, but we'll do it live and, um, and record it as we're going and then use that as an upload to all the other platforms as a podcast on Monday morning like we normally do. So um, I'll keep you up to date on that one. I know this is next week is like the new month. But um, uh, if we do do this, we're going to do it. uh, The the live broadcast will be on Spreaker uh, unless I can set up another feed somewhere. Um, But right now, since um, since we have access to Spreaker, I think it's going to be Spreaker. And uh, from there, I'll be able to uh, upload it every week every Monday, uh, as the podcast as well. So if you'd want to tune into that, uh, I will post on the website, the, uh, a player for Spreaker, or you can just click the Spreaker link on our website as well. And it'll take you right over to our page where you'll find us. And I think also, if you open up an account with Spreaker, you get an email as well that says that, um, you know, when we're on the air. So, uh, if you, if you're interested in doing that, just head over to Spreaker.com, set up an account. It's free. And uh, you can tune in uh, when we start doing live broadcasts. And uh, I'll keep you up to date as we get a little closer to it and as we start going, uh, maybe Spreaker for a couple of weeks and then our own line, our own feed. But uh, I will definitely let you know uh, where we are with that when the time comes. All right, so uh, with that said, hope you got your water, hope you got your coffee, and more importantly, I hope you have your King James Bible with you, and if you do, would you take it and open it up with me to Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to get into this study this morning on the principles of prayer. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6. Now, you know, I don't know that a great many uh, really understand the power that's connected with this book. I really don't. I mean, it's a phenomenal book. Amen? Amen. And if you really want to know the outline of the history of the future, I mean, someday it'll be history, but it's future right now. But it'll be history before long. But if you really want to know what's shaking out and what's coming, then you need to know about this book. If you want to know what's going to happen in Iran and Russia and Germany and China and North Africa, man, it's all in this book. If you want to know about what's targeted for the United States, it's all in this book. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 Uh, In Ephesians chapter 6, God has told us uh, that we need to put on the whole armor of God so that you may may stand against the wiles of the devil, right? And you pick that up in verse 11 of chapter 6. And then he reminds us that our wrestling match is not against flesh and blood, but against what? Against superior unseen powers. Uh, He calls them principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, what God says we need to do is put on the whole armor of God. Now, he uses the armor of a Roman soldier to, um, what's the word? Uh, oh, the word just slipped out of my head. Uh, metaphorically, to, uh, to metaphorically help us understand that we need, that what we need as believers is our spiritual armor. He talks about the helmet of salvation. Right? He talks about the breastplate of righteousness. He talks about the shield of faith. He talks about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, he talks about uh, wielding the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Right, Sword of the spirit. Uh, now in verse 18, he ties this whole thing together and he concludes it by saying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, Father, we beseech you by your mercy and by your grace today that you would give us some spiritual enlightenment, illumination, and understanding, and revelation that has perhaps eluded us heretofore. God, we need your help. We need desperately your guidance. We need your provision to get us through these particular days in which we live. God, I pray that we would gain and we would profit from the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives this day. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, if you study the armor in Ephesians chapter 6, obviously every one of those pieces is designed to cover a body part, right? You have the head. You have the vitals. And and having your loins girt about with truth, he said, which in the Roman soldier's armory, it pretty much covered him from about uh, about the top of his head to his knees. But when it gets to prayer, when he gets to prayer, there's no particular armor in conjunction to prayer. So you might be asking yourself, well, what part of me is vulnerable with prayer? I mean, obviously, the Lord is trying to drive a point home. Well, the point is this. If you're in prayer, everything else is protected by these various pieces of armor that he lists, right? And you know what he protects your knees from? He protects your knees nothing from nothing but prayer. Now, when I'm in that kneeling position praying, the ground protects me, right? Amen. So the Lord doesn't miss anything, does he? <laughs> no, He's got everything figured out. He's got it all figured out. I mean, that's not to say that you have to be on your knees to pray, you know You don't have to be on your knees when you're praying. I mean, when you saw that 18 wheeler coming at you on the wrong side of uh, of the highway the other day, you probably didn't say, "Well, hold it, wait a minute, you know, let me get off the highway here and have a little prayer meeting." No, of course not. you sent up you probably sent up one of those Nehemiah prayers, right? You know what that Nehemiah prayer was? Well, he was caught in a lurch. He was caught in a set of circumstances that uh, demanded immediate attention, and he said, help, O Lord. You know, sometimes that's okay. But the idea of the thing is that prayer helps us be entirely covered. Now, I was just studying this text really carefully, and and some words started to jump out at me. The first word that caught my attention was the word perseverance. It's perseverance. He said, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ told a parable that illustrates probably better than anything that I could possibly come up with about perseverance. Turn with me over to the book of Luke, chapter 18. Luke, chapter 18, and let's see if we can learn a little bit about perseverance. Luke, chapter 18. While you're going there, I'm going to grab some coffee. Luke, chapter 18. All right. Now, Jesus said there's something about this perseverance thing, right? Paul said, pray with perseverance. Luke chapter 18 and verse number one. And he spake a parable unto them to this end. Now, this is Jesus speaking, okay? And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So the parable that we're about to hear from the lips of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is to help us to understand the issue of prayer, to motivate us to pray, to help us grasp the significance of prayer. Okay? So let's read on. Saying now, now this is again, this is Jesus' parable. Okay? This parable is about prayer. All right? Uh, There was a man, there was a city, there, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. So obviously someone had taken advantage of this widow, right? Whether it was uh, monetarily or otherwise, you know, we're not told, but she was, from all evidence here, a victim. Uh, And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear God, though I fear not God, nor regard, regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. You see, what she had done is she had developed to a high efficiency the science of nagging, right? Uh, She developed it. You know, she just nagged and nagged and nagged until the judge said, you know, if I grant her request, you know, she'll just go away. It's a strange parable for Jesus, right? It's a strange parable. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? though he bear long with them? Now that, that there has a tribulation application, and you'll find the fulfillment of it all the way over in Revelation chapter 6. But you see, the practical application is quite simply this. A lot of folks get upset with God because he didn't immediately respond to their two-minute prayer. God has let me down. I don't even know if I can believe in God. He didn't answer my prayer. You know, that kind of thing. So let me ask you something. Is God a good parent? Is God a good father? Well, then first of all, you know, a good father knows what's good for a child and what isn't good for a child, right? Secondly, a good father knows that sometimes our requests are so menial and so superficial that they don't deserve any regard or any acknowledgement whatsoever. Now, I'm sure that, you know, some, if not all of you, have experienced that at one time or another. You know, I suppose in raising kids or, you know, packing your grandkids around, you know, you go to Walmart or somewhere like that and, you know, you go to one and uh, you're going down that aisle and it's, 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 Daddy, can I have this? Daddy, can I have that? I want this. I want that. And by the time you're on the next aisle, they've already forgotten about aisle number one because they're all so excited about what's on aisle number two. Can I have this? Can I have that? You know, in reality, that's like a lot of our prayers. You know, God says no. (laughs) There are only three answers to prayer, really. That's it. That's all there really is. No more than that. Just three answers. It's either yes, no, or not now. Not now. Now, sometimes, and you've all had it happen. If you've raised kids, you know the drill. Daddy, can I have a bicycle? No. No. Daddy, can I have a bicycle, please? No. And pretty soon they figure out really creative ways to ask, right? Isn't that true? <laughs> it was for my kids. Can I have this? And if, if they really want it, I mean, they get really, they really do get a little more creative. And sometimes they'll even figure out ways to illustrate the greatness of them owning that particular object, you know, whatever it is. And then after a while, you know, a month goes by, you and your wife sit down one night and you're talking and, and, um, and you say, you know, he really won't let up on that. You know, Maybe it's something we really ought to think about. And then perhaps that thing shows up under the Christmas tree that year, right? God's a good parent. Perseverance, Paul said. Perseverance is quite critical. Many accuse God of not caring because he doesn't answer their two-minute prayer. This woman in Jesus' parable, this woman was fervent in her continual perseverance. I want you to read verse 8. This is the conclusion of the parable. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. So there's a coming time, all right? And the larger picture here is that that God is going to one day, he's going to avenge his earthly people Israel. He hasn't done it yet, but it's on the books. It's in the calendar, all right? You can plan on it. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, now the Lord here puts a last day application on this thing, okay? Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, Shall he find faith on the earth? Now, the meaning here is crystal clear, right? In the last days of the great, giant, dispensational, prophetic scheme of things on God's calendar, God asks this very simple question How much faith will be on the earth when the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ, returns? Well, by the question, you would say that the inference is not much. Not much. The inference is, is that the last days, in the last days, people will have given up on perseverance and prayer. And you know what? You know, one reason is, is that we have too many distractions, don't we? We're just way too distracted to concentrate on prayer. I mean, we've got satellite TV, right? 237 channels or whatever it is. I mean, just give it up, folks. Give it up. (laughs) Really, just give it up. Did you ever try to run through all the channels to find something good to watch? I mean, after a while, you just got to say, just give it up. Just give it up. I'll tell you what. I'll save you a lot of time. I'll tell you the channels that are worth watching, okay? Uh, there's the the hunting channel. <laughs> there's the fishing channel. And then there's the food channel, <laughs> all right? I can give you the good ones. But, you know, by and large, you know, I, I do enjoy some of the things on the History Channel once in a while, okay? Um uh, but the indication is that the kind of faith that demands perseverance will be greatly diminished in the last days. Way too many distractions, just way too many, way too many. Uh, you know, I read a lot of biographies. I also read a lot of autobiographies about great preachers and theologians and missionaries of the past. You know, I've immersed myself in, the, in a lot of them over the years, and you know, some of those guys, guys like like John Wesley, George Whitfield. you know, some of those guys astound me literally astound me with their lifestyles. They would be up at four o'clock in the morning. They'd be up at four o'clock in the morning and they would spend three or four hours launching the day in prayer and in Bible study, you know, three or four hours. George Whitfield would preach as much as 25 times a week. Oh my goodness. Right? 25 times a week. Oh, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's, Unbelievable. It's amazing. It's amazing what these men did, you know, but, um, but well, we'll carry on here. <laughs> I'm going to get off on a, on a rant. I'm not going to do that. Uh, uh, Luke uh, chapter 18, uh, not coincidentally, by the way, in Luke chapter 18, the first eight verses are about prayer. And then the next few verses from uh, from nine to 14 are, as you might guess, about prayer. You know what's going on here? Said so Jesus is on a roll. <laughs> you know, he's got a good outline going, so he just keeps preaching it, and so he tells another parable. Uh, let's look at verse nine. Let's look at verse number nine. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. All right, now we call that Pharisaicalism. All right, uh, good Pharisees elevate themselves in their mind's eye and their own personal opinions of, of themselves and above are above others. Um. Uh, two men went up into the temple to pray so now this is how jesus illustrates that all right two men went up into the temple to pray the one a pharisee and the other a publican now a publican in bible language is just generally a recognized sinner all right uh, he's the guy that everyone points at and says you see that guy over there you see him he he's a sinner he's a sinner so Jesus uses two contrasting individuals here. The Pharisees, who are very religious, very conceited, and consider themselves to be extremely righteous. And he said, we, we have these two guys, the publican and the Pharisee, right? Now, verse 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, thus with himself. Now, that little phrase, thus with himself, is not coincidentally inserted into the word of God. It's not. The divine hand of the Holy Spirit put it there to help you understand that this isn't really praying to God. Well, what's he doing? Well, he's praying to himself. So in other words, his prayer is is getting about as high as the ceiling. I mean, the heavens are brass to his prayer. So here's this guy. He's praying thus with himself. And he says, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are. I mean, can you just hear that? God, I thank thee. But I am not, as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I mean, I'm sure it just had a real ring to it, right? I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. There's that guy praying. That's him praying. Do you know what his prayer really is? His prayer really is, Lord, I just want you to know how wonderful I am. <laughs> I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I mean, what a contrast, right? Here we have a guy that's bragging on his own, self, his own self-righteous lifestyle. Right, And here we have a guy that, uh, that won't even look upward, and he's just beating himself saying, Oh, God, please be merciful to me, a sinner. Now, I don't know if you know it, but in all of the Bible, in all of the Bible, those are some of the greatest words that you can find. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Paul expands on that in the book of Romans in chapter 10. He says uh, in verse 9 that, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But you see, he preceded all of that formula for salvation by telling us things in Romans 3 and Romans 6, things like, you know, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This publican, with the limited theology and doctrine that he had, had taken all of those wonderful doctrines and verses that we find in Romans and consolidated them into one tiny little phrase. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Do you know what one of the biggest problems that we have in the 21st century is one of the biggest problems that we have is finding some good, old-fashioned sinners. I mean, they've gotten real scarce, haven't they? I and mean, it's harder to find them. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Well, I know that by talking with folks and visiting with folks. You know, uh, here's one of the premier questions. If you were to die today, are you sure that you'd go to heaven? Well, you know, I think I would. Well, why, why do you think you would? Because I'm not such a bad person. Now, you see, what they've done is they've just disguised the Pharisee's attitude by saying, by saying, you know, I'm not as bad as the guy down there. You know, you ought to see my neighbor. I mean, he's a real rat. You know, you ought to know my brother-in-law. He's really a rat, you know. But finding a good old-fashioned sinner who will come to God and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Folks, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that is the only solution for salvation, That's the only solution. Now, Jesus concluded this tiny little parable by saying in verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. Well, which man do you think Jesus is talking about? Well, he's talking about the publican, right? The sinner. He went to his house justified. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. See, the publican found the, you know, the quote-unquote magic words and found justification. Would you take your Bible and turn with me to the book of Romans? You're in Luke, right? So then it's John, Acts, Romans. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. This, is, this word justification is one of those wonderful theological words. You know, when you go to seminary and you take a course on Bible doctrine, that's one of the words that you study. You know, uh, uh, justification, and sanctification, redemption, adoption, and atonement. All of those wonderful words in the Bible. And justification really just leads the list of all of these words. So the Lord said that this man went down to his house justified. Now, Romans chapter 3 and verse 21. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all of them, until unto all, and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When you really try to press the point with some folks, here's the reaction you, you frequently would get. Well, you know, nobody's perfect. Well, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, are you a sinner? You. We're not talking about anybody else. We're talking about you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Do you know who that includes? Do you know what what all is in the original Greek? All, exactly, exactly right. All, thank you. (laughs) Okay, that's what that means. That's exactly what that means. You know, people like to talk about the Greek. I'll show you some Greek. It means all, (laughs) all right? Does that include the guy over there in Rome? Papa? Is all, all? I don't need Greek when I have the King's English. I don't need it at all. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Does that include this preacher? Well, yeah, it does. Sure it does. Does that include you? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's what the thing says. Now look at the next verse. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Now, propitiation is another one of those wonderful words that you study in Bible doctrine. A propitiation is a substitutionary sacrifice. That's what it means. All right, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. Now, notice what he says. Notice this, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. the The best illustration that I can think of is that you know when you trust Jesus Christ as your personal savior and you admit that you're a sinner and you need his redemptive grace and you need his salvation you know he ushers you into his family and when he ushers you into his family he justifies you now what parent hasn't justified the behavior the bad behavior of their children truthfully we all have right we are sure we have why well because we love them isn't that right because we're good parents we love them We care about them. And, you know, we come up with all kinds of crazy stuff, don't we? Well, you know, Junior just had too much sugar. (laughs) You know, just too much chocolate today, you know. Or, uh, well, he just hadn't had his nap today, you know. I mean, not often do we just get really honest and say, you know, he just needs an old-fashioned whipping, (laughs) you know, a good old spanking. You know why? Do you know why? Because we justify them. We justify them. That's a natural instinct on the part of a parent who loves their child. That's all that is. Do you know what God does for you? When you say, I want to receive your forgiveness, I want to receive your redemption, God says, come on in and I'll start justifying you. And then, of course, the devil shows up. And believe me, he does. He does. And you can find that in your Bible periodically. He points an accusatory finger at the brethren and he says, well, what about that guy over there? He was fighting with his wife last week. You know, So the devil points an accusing finger, and the Lord says, well, you know what? That might be true, but you know, he's justified. He's justified. That's how that thing works. Jesus said, and I say unto you, that man that declared his own sinnership went down to his house justified. Justified. Amen. All right, now let's get back to our text. But before we get back to our text, we're going to take a very, very quick break here. And when we get back, we'll be in Ephesians chapter 6 again. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this.
3: Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art thou my best thou Smart.
1: Welcome back. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast with Joe Rusiello. and uh, it's uh, we're moving through here in our study on the uh, principles of prayer. So uh, before we went to the break, uh, I told you to head over to Ephesians, and we'll be in Ephesians chapter six. Now in Ephesians chapter six, Paul said this. All right, and uh, let's go over to Ephesians chapter six and verse eighteen. All right, Ephesians chapter six, verse eighteen, Paul said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. All right, now, Paul said you need to pray with perseverance. Jesus expanded on the perseverance illustration by also illustrating humility. And then finally, he said supplication. Supplication. Now, what is supplication? Well, supplication is simply praying for others, praying for others. Notice what he says. And supplication for all saints. Now, fortunately, fortunately, we have another wonderful illustration of that very thing. Turn with me over to the book of Acts, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 12, Acts chapter 12. Here's a really, it's a great example of supplication, Acts chapter 12 and verse one. Okay, everybody there. All right, here we go. Verse 1, now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. So that basically means that the White House was frowning on the Christians, okay? Trying to make it to where you can get it. Uh, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Now it's getting a little intense. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. That was immediately after the Passover, Okay. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So the church so the church learned very quickly that Herod had thrown Peter into county, right? Threw him into jail. So the church gathers together and they begin to pray for Peter. Now, I've, a, I've read a lot of commentaries on this, and, and there is some interesting speculation about what exactly they're praying for. You know, are they praying for Peter to be released? Some commentators say, no, 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 no. They're praying that Peter wouldn't deny the Lord again. Do you remember when he did that at the crucifixion? They're praying that Peter wouldn't deny the Lord again. But, you know, I, I kind of believe they were praying for both, for both things. You know, Lord, help Peter to be strong and help him to not deny the Lord but if it's, but lord if it's your will bust him out of the jailhouse you know um verse 6 and when herod would have brought him forth the same night peter was sleeping between two soldiers so i guess peter's not too upset about the outcome here right i mean he he didn't even take a sleeping pill you know uh, and he's sleeping <laughs> well you know tomorrow i'm going to die so tonight i better get a good night rest Um, and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. So they have him handcuffed on both sides. Okay. I wonder why they did that. And I wonder why they took such absolute precautions regarding Peter, except that maybe, I mean, just maybe, maybe Herod remembered that Jesus busted out of the grave, right? I mean, that kind of says something right there, right? Just a little proof of the resurrection. All right, verse 7. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side. I kind of like that, actually. You know, He smote Peter. He probably just gave him a good quick kick right in the ribs. Peter, what are you doing? <laughs> Sleeping, you lazy, good for nothing. Right? <laughs> right, can't you see that? Uh, so he smote him on the side, and he raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and the chains fell off from his hands. Don't ever underestimate the power of the angel of the Lord. Chains mean nothing to him, absolutely nothing. And the angel said unto him, "Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals." And so he did. And he saith unto him, "Cast thy garment about thee and follow me." And he went out and followed him, and wist not, knew, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. So Peter thought he was living in a trance, uh, kind of like he, the one he experienced back in Acts chapter ten. So he thought this was just another one of those, you know, Lord trance things. You know, what's going on here? Um, so uh, he goes, "I'm, I'm just kind of floating out here. I'm not even sure if this is real or not." When they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord, and they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Iron gates, chains, handcuffs none of that means anything to God, nothing whatsoever. And so they got past the gate and the Lord effectively says, you know, okay, hey, here, yeah, we're past the gate now. You're on your own. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And off he goes. Off he goes. And when Peter was come to himself, you know, the Lord waits a long time for us, for at least some of us anyway, to come to ourselves. Do you know that that's the same identical phrase that we read about in the prodigal son? He came to himself. He came to himself. he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So these folks in the church are just praying and praying and praying, and they're praying up a storm for, for old Peter, right? Well, that's good. That's good for them. They should be doing that. It's good. And P- and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. So Peter's out there banging on the door of this young uh, and this young lady by the name of Rhoda goes to answer the door. And when she when she knew Peter's voice, she she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood at the gate. So she is so excited about it that she forgets to open the door. And then there's Peter out there banging. Hey, you know, let me in. I want to come in. Let me in. You know, and she's running to tell the others about Peter's voice. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. Boy, they had, I mean, (laughs) they had a lot of faith in their prayer, didn't they? Didn't they? You know what that shows me? That shows me that God can take the tiniest, minuscule amount of faith and He can blow it up bigger than an atomic bomb. Evidently, they didn't have too much faith. You know, they said, You're crazy. But she, constantly affirmed that it was even so then said they it is his angel so you know what they decided there well they killed him poor old Peter he's deader than a sack of hammers oh my right it's his angel that showed up but Peter continued knocking and when they had opened the door and saw him they were astonished you know it might it might do you well to pray a little more and see how astonished you can be when God responds Amen. But he, but he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go, show these things unto James and unto the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Well, the church is praying for Peter. You know, we can get extremely selfish in our prayers, right? I mean, I try. And the emphasis is on the word try. Because I certainly do not consider my prayer life to be a pattern for anyone. Okay, I would freely confess to anyone that probably the weakest link in my estimation in my spiritual life is my prayer life. You know, I love to study the book, and it, and, I, and I never cease to be amazed at what leaps off the pages of this book. I can do that tirelessly. But did you ever notice that when you enter into your private throne room of prayer, it's kind of like you've entered into a combat zone? I mean, all of a sudden, you're on the front lines, and and the bullets and the shrapnel are flying around everywhere. You know didn't Paul talk about preparing yourself against the fiery darts of the wicked? Well, here's proof. Go to your private place, your prayer closet. You know, whether it's in your house or on your ranch or or, or wherever it is, and just go and get along with God. And then you begin to pour out your heart to God. You know, it's isn't it amazing how distractions almost in, instantly, I mean, that quick, enter your mind, and then all of a sudden the ability to keep your focus really centered on what it is that you want to pray about becomes so incredibly distracted. It may not be that you're um, entertaining wicked or um, or illicit thoughts. It just may be that you're, maybe you're building tomorrow's shopping list, you know, or your to-do list, or, or maybe your mom's to-do list, or your honeydew list, you know, whatever it is. And uh, you feel or you sense that you're absolutely being bombarded by the very hordes of hell. Well, you know what? You are. <laughs> you are. You don't have to think it, you are. You've just entered into the number 1 hand-to-hand combat arena right there. When you get serious when you get serious with the Lord about prayer. So for me, I consider prayer the weakest link of my spiritual life. Like I don't mind talking to people about the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't I don't mind reading my Bible. I love it. I don't mind preaching. I don't mind You know, I don't mind doing the podcasts and teaching. Uh, I don't mind being embarrassed for the Lord Jesus. You know, people say, well, you know, that guy, he's kind of like, you know, one of those guys. You know, it's okay. That's fine. (laughs) I don't care. Um, But this prayer thing, this is something else. You know, but I try. I do. I try. I try in my personal prayers that concern me to concentrate on two things. Two things. Number one, I don't pray, give us this day our daily bread. I don't pray that and then people say well you don't why don't you that's the lord's prayer yeah i know i know and it's in the sermon on the mount and that prayer is specifically given to tribulation Jews who are going to need to pray that then you might say you know well well why don't you pray give us this day our daily bread i'll tell you why because i've got a promise and that promise is over in the book of philippians and that promise says but my god shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus God already promised me that he would. I don't have to keep asking him about something he already promised. So I try to concentrate on, uh, number one, thanking God. Just thanking him for everything I can think of. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then if I'm asking the Lord for anything for me, what I try to ask him for is just wisdom. Just wisdom. I mean, that's what Solomon asked for. You know, the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not and it shall be given him. God, I need wisdom. Oh, man, don't we all need that? You know, that follows and is preceded by the admission that we're not very smart. <laughs> Have you ever just said to the Lord, Lord, you know how stupid I am? You know how dumb I am? I need wisdom, God. Give me godly, divine wisdom. And that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. And then the rest of our prayers should primarily be for others. You know, there's great satisfaction that's gained in praying for others. It really is. And I'll, I'll conclude with one of the most dynamic illustrations that I've ever come across. Okay, and again, this is not or, not original with me. All right. Um, it's a true story, though, and it, it's it's called Are You a Prayer Warrior? And I, I got this. It was um, from a pastor in Connecticut. Okay, um, and it's called Are You a Prayer Warrior? Well, what is that? What is a prayer warrior? Why be one? be a person of prayer you know uh, those of us committed to a lifestyle of loving the world need to learn to pray to be sensitive to the Lord's nudges and regularly spend time at the throne. We do. okay now here's the story. all right a missionary on furlough told this story this true story while visiting his home church in Michigan. This is the church that he's out of okay uh, this is the, this is uh, the one he has the most familiarity with. this is his home church. You know, he knows those folks. They know him. They love him. Um, And this is what he said. While serving at a small field hospital in Africa, every two weeks I traveled by bicycle through the jungle to a nearby city for supplies. This was was a journey of two days, which required camping overnight at the halfway point. On one of my journeys, I arrived at the city where I planned to collect money from a bank, purchase medicine and supplies, then begin my two-day journey back to the field hospital riding a bicycle. Upon arrival at the city, I observed two men fighting, one of whom had been seriously injured. I treated him at the same time, and I I treated him and at the same time, I witnessed to him about the Lord Jesus Christ. I then traveled two days, camping overnight, and arrived home without incident. Two weeks later, I repeated my journey. Upon arriving in the city, I was approached by a young man who I had treated. He told me he had known that I carried money and medicines. He said, Some friends and I followed you into the jungle, knowing that you would camp overnight. We planned to kill you and take your money and your drugs. Well, that's real appreciation, isn't it? (laughs) The guy saying, two weeks ago you treated me back to health, and some friends and I decided we were going to kill you and take all your money and drugs. (sighs) But just as we were about to move into your campsite, we saw that you were surrounded by 26 armed guards. At this I laughed and said, I certainly was all alone in the jungle at that campsite. The young man pressed the point and said, No, sir. I was not the only one to see the guards. My five friends also saw them, and we counted them all. It was because of those guards that we were afraid and left you alone. Now here's the rest of that story. At this point in the missionary's presentation, one of the men in the church stood to his feet and interrupted the missionary. Sir, can you tell me the day that this incident happened? And he could. When he informed the congregation of the date, the man who had interrupted told this story. On the night of your incident in Africa, it was morning here. I was preparing to go play a round of golf, and I was putting my golf bag in the back of my car. I felt the Lord leading me to pray for you. In fact, the urging was so strong that I called several men in the church together to meet me here at the sanctuary to pray for you. Would all those men who met with me that day please stand up? So do you want to take a good guess as to how many people stood up? 25 plus the man himself. 26 men prayed for that missionary that day, and it was perceived by the adversary to be 26 armed guards. Pray for missionaries. Pray for others. Great satisfaction is gleaned by praying for others. The men who met together that day stood. The missionary wasn't too concerned about who they were. He was too busy counting. You know, folks, I think if we're honest, just about all of us would have to say that our weakest link is our spiritual life, in our spiritual life, is prayer. And isn't it marvelous that the way we entered the kingdom of God, the way we were escorted into God's eternal family, the way we were granted God's forgiveness and wonderful redemption was all based on a simple prayer. God, be merciful to me a sinner and folks that's all the time that we have for today's episode i want to thank you so much for tuning in i want you to thank you want to thank you so much for your faithfulness and it really is a tremendous blessing for me uh to, to be doing these bible studies with you I, I mean i really do look forward to it every single week and um but uh you know before we go uh one thing that i did forget to mention earlier was uh when i was talking about good pods um I had there were some questions that came up Uh, one of the listeners guy by the name of Mike um, Mike asked uh, he said he was listening to some of the uh, previous Bible studies that we've done and he saw that I had a a series on first Thessalonians and so he asked when we're going to be doing second Thessalonians if at all. Well, yes, we're going to be doing Second Thessalonians. I'm actually working on that right now. Uh, I'm building that series, uh, and once I'm once I'm done with a couple of those messages in there, it should take quite a few, actually. Um, once I'm done with at least a couple of them, uh, we'll get them. We'll start uh, getting them ready for for air. Uh, can't tell you exactly when that's going to be, but it's going to be very soon. Uh, and also, I'm working on a series on dispensations. So uh we'll be getting into that and we'll be starting all the way back in the pre-adamic and going forward up until basically going from Genesis to Revelation not in detail not a verse by verse study or anything like that just the the different dispensations that take place during those times. So uh those two things are are in the works and they're coming. And hopefully sometime next month we'll get into uh, at least 2 Thessalonians. But uh so Mike I hope that answers your question. I know I answered you on Good Pods but if you're listening I'm just going to let you know again that, yeah, they're coming. All right. Well, with that, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again. And, uh, again, if you uh, you know just seek the Lord in prayer, pray about uh, supporting the podcast, we would appreciate it. It would be a tremendous blessing for us. And uh, you would be in, be taking part in, uh, in the ministry of getting the gospel out to the lost folks around us. So, folks, thank you so much again. Uh, have a great, great week. God bless you, and good day. Take care.
0: You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.
1: Well, that's about it, really. The film ends
2: mainly visually.